All right, you you know Fam- you're gonna have family to talk about, trade secret. You, you're gonna have to stop talking about that. Of course, well, <laughs> being a golden, you know, it's in our nature. But you know, have you know the golden rule? You know, treat other people the way you want to be treated. We hear it all the time. It's mm-hmm. in the Bible. It's something that we they at work. It's an expectation. The parents telling their kids, teachers, mm. schools everywhere. So treat other people the way you want to be treated. So it's implied, in my opinion, that mm. that means you got to be nice to other people, right? Mm. But if you think about it, like really think about the golden rule. Treat other people how you want to be treated. So it really comes down to treat yourself how you want the world to see you, mm. which is how you want them to treat you. Nice. Because I think it all starts with yourself. Because mm. if you don't take care of yourself, you're not kind to yourself, I think that will seep into this golden rule and taint it to the point to where well you're not treating yourself with respect so you're not going to be able to be respectful to other people Mm. to an extent Mm. or you don't love yourself so how can you fully love other people Mm. so we we will do things for others that we want to give ourselves that time like being kind to other people doing so many things like oftentimes maybe bending over backwards to do something for someone else Mm. but if you're going to treat other people the way you want to be treated it should be in alignment with how you're treating yourself. Hmm. And it was kind of not until like maybe a year or two ago that I really kind of looked at it and thought to myself, okay, well, how am I treating myself? How do I want to be treated? Hmm. And I was like, how, what about, what, what about you? Have you? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, uh, thank you for sharing that. I think that was, that was a really good uh, part. Like, I think a way of looking at that, that a lot of people don't necessarily give a thought to. Uh, but what I think about usually when I think of uh, uh, the golden, and I'll, I'll always wonder why it's called the golden rule, <laughs> golden. But anyways, um, I I feel like th- there's probably a few different rules that I feel like qualify as like a golden rule in that category. So to me, this one is like one of them. But anyways, I but I think that a, a lot of the, the 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 issues that we struggle with is. A world honestly comes from the fact that we fail a lot of time to put ourselves in the in someone else's shoes and oh actually let me rephrase that we've lost the ability I think to put ourselves in someone else's shoes um, and I don't even mean in terms of me necessarily me joy in that person's shoes but just connecting the dots in terms of that person is another human being just like me who makes mistakes just like me who has a worldview just like me who has things they believe in just like me who has things they refuse to believe in just like me who have who have a family just like me and i think those little points in which the because to me the I feel like the world has become so good at pointing how how different people are, how different views, how polarized people are, and everything all the way to little details. And to me, when I think of treating either the way you treat yourself, it I, I think it comes from from a fundamental understanding that at some point we're all the same and we all deserve the same treatment. Uh, and right. and 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 I think. Because once you establish that, you, you almost don't even need to like that rule to be a part of it. Because once you develop a worldview in which 
everyone is on the same on, on the same standing as far as like what who they are what they are what they, they they're worthy of it you know what i mean like so like it, it becomes you don't even have to stress you gotta treat this person as if it was yourself because it becomes logical it's like duh i mean that person me the person across the street like we all kind of the same you know i mean not to be corny or, or anything but like we really are all the same mm-hmm. and and to me that's what it makes me think when i think of of the of treating other people as yourself um because that i don't remember if it's probably like an ancient like chinese proverb in which um it talks about i don't remember the, the exact phrasing of it but basically the understanding that if you were to put yourself uh, yourself in the shoes of your enemy long enough you might end up finding a friend instead. Mm, yeah, and, I've heard something like that. And to, uh, to, to me, that, that that's just one of those fascinating things because when you really, really think about it, if we put enough effort in, in really trying to see other people just like we see ourselves, there, there's a lot of things that this world, the way things operate overall like that, we just have to stop. And on the flip side... The only way some of the things that are still being done and happening today are happening, the only way is you have to see other people less than you. Like you have to see other people as less than human, even sometimes, I feel like, in order to maintain some of the the ways in which society works. Because like when you really, really think about it, there is no way, like, I mean, th- yeah, like if you really, really think about it, again, that like, there's no way some of the things, that, if, even the way we interact daily, like, if you really saw a homeless person as just another human being, just like me, just like my brother, just like my sister, who deserves love, who deserves care, who has made mistakes just like me, and all, the, all that, and there is no way you will be able to walk by homeless without having at least a conversation. No, I'm not even talking about giving them anything, without having a conversation, finding out even how they're doing, like what they're going through mm-hmm. today. And the only way for us to be able to do that is to see them not as us. It's to see them either as someone less than us or just to, to, to not even compute that. So anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm very passionate about this. Cause yes, I, 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 you can tell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, I you can know. tell. Because I, I just, it just bugs me. And again, because I've had the blessing and the curse to see so much um, of just see how evil human beings can be, and it it's just impossible, I think, to do some of those things without that. But anyways, just so I don't talk the whole time. I have a question. What what do you think happens um, when you or just like people in general? What do you think happens the more we fail to see to treat other people as ourselves? Like, what do you think happened to to ourselves? Like to relationships? To, well, I think part of it, you see the world as it is now. Mm-hmm. I think that is what happens. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things <laughs> that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I, 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 I agree with aspects of what you said, but I also mm-hmm. agree with the worldview. Mm. But I think that what we see with people who are, I mean, I work in social services. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with families mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. that are maybe as otherwise looked over, overlooked, mm-hmm. not cared for people who that you might complain about or Mm. the people homeless you know Mm. we work with these 
people mm. that are part of our society, mm. our neighbors, mm. our friends, our families, to treat them, to take care of them, to help them help themselves. Mm. So I see every day the opportunity of what we have mm. to do good in the lives of others when we are treating people the way we want to be treated by mm. being respectful to them, by working hard with them, by communicating, by creating that dialogue. Because mm. when you That's have good. a discourse without an opportunity for dialogue, mm. you remain in a discourse. Mm. When you have individuals who are suffering and are hurting, uh, you may try to approach them, but mm -hmm. people in pain or people in fear, because mm. I think there's a lot of fear that's associated with pain and anguish that we will see in society, mm -hmm. then it, it could become potentially dangerous for you mm. to try and just, well, let me go help them. And then all of a sudden they're attacking you or, mm. or stealing from you because they don't mm -hmm. trust your motive or they mm. can't see it because of where they're at. So it's that's definitely uh, a, you have to be you know careful and mindful. You can't be naive mm -hmm. about the pain and suffering mm -hmm. of other people mm -hmm. or what someone's going through mm. so i think as best we try we can put ourselves in that in the other shoes of the other person to mm. help ourselves realize that there is a different way of looking at this mm. there is a way that that's different that someone's going through there is a different way of what led them to where they are mm. now that they may think of has you know nothing to do with us in our life so why should we bother associating or mm. even worrying about what it is that they're dealing with but it's because we are a community we are a group of people we mm. are a part of this huge society and with our technological advancements we have made it the world is our neighborhood mm. i mean we still have on a technicality basis parts of humanity that are completely indigenous often remote parts of the world mm -hmm. but in the same sense what we do still impacts them mm. everything we do impacts the people around us to an extent by knowing like a hundred people you essentially are like three persons away from i think it's like a like a billion people something mm. like that the math might be off but it's like a hundred million or something or a billion and so it's this idea that when you take care of yourself you put yourself in the best position to do the most good. Huh. And by being in the best position to do the most good, you have the opportunity to live up to that golden rule. Uh -huh. And the reason, in my opinion, why we have this golden rule and why it's this, it's almost like a theme or a condition for a, a functioning and successful society mm. is that by doing well unto others we create the opportunity for them to do well unto us mm. which fosters and promotes growth peace prosperity mm. in a beautiful world that we can all live in mm -hmm. now when we see in the news in the media in our personal lives and experiences of family friends demographics things that happen we see evil mm. and every time we see an evil act we see something that's dark and hateful vengeful intentional evil right because there are people that decide this is how i want to be mm. forget because they have abandoned or do not believe in or are against the idea that you should see people as people that mm. you should treat other people the way you would want to treat because i don't think for a moment anyone who bullies another person or uh 
hurl slurs or demeaning comments or derogatory things or talks evil about somebody would want other people to do that to them <laughs> mm. i don't they may be like oh let's go like i'll out i'll out evil you it's like no mm. at a certain point you're all just you know who, who's the fool right you, <laughs> you you argue with the fool long enough you realize you're the fool you yeah. know so mm-hmm. but it's this idea that we have to focus on how can we go towards this better society Hmm. i was at uh the chaffee zoo uh Hmm. actually i think two weeks ago um in september Hmm. last month and we had the um it was an event it was the state of the county event and i got to go from my job and it was really cool because we had people from leadership from all over the community in the state that was there mm. and they were talking about you know just our county and our state's response to like the creek fires um with covid and mm. things that we did and we got to hear from leadership so you know there were awards and titles and praise to things but every representative there talked about their team talked about all the people behind them all the people that weren't able to be there because otherwise you'd have tens of thousands of people crammed mm. into this small little thing and you'd be there for three days to thank every <laughs> single individual person right but it, it what it gave me was this feeling of sometimes in my mind i wonder what's the point of doing the right thing hmm. and i go to things like this and i in that doubt immediately leaves because you see why when enough people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different jobs. You had people from schools. You had people from the medical field. You had people from the military, people from law enforcement, people from service jobs, county jobs, utility jobs, firefighters. When enough people do the right thing, then we can see just how impactful it was. Hmm. Like with the, um, what was the fire? I think it was with the, the Creek Fire. There was like, no, don't. Maybe wrong, but there, I want to say there was no fatalities, and they were using like a Chinook and a Blackhawk helicopter, and they were like the capacity was like they said it was like thirty three people and like got like a hundred something people on it, and the people right flying this thing right would be like, okay, let's take the most at risk, vulnerable, injured people, get them on first, get them taken care of first, mm. and it was just the coordination of other people knowing that like if that was my son or daughter or brother or father, like I would want to do everything I could for them they treated people the way they want to be treated they followed this example rule this lifestyle force for humanity Mm. and it caused a disaster to not be as disastrous Mm. and i think that it's so easy because negativity is something we're drawn to to identify to avoid but it's also something that a lot of people latch on to because i think they get tricked into thinking that that's all there is or mm. that's what the majority of the world is and i don't think it is because if 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 it really were that bad i mean i would not have been able to live 30 years without people robbing me and stealing my home and like all like all these horrible things to see it's like it'd be insane just how lucky am i apparently that none of this has ever happened to me mm. but it's like you know things have happened to people i know like that but it's this idea that yes there is evil and yes it is bad and we can't dismiss it it's not to dismiss like oh well it's not me so it shouldn't matter it's like no it does matter and we need to look at it because people are passionate about it. people are amazing people are resilient people are compassionate people have this ability to be 
phenomenally good or chaotically evil. And it's just a matter of deciding, like, okay, what kind of person will you actually decide to be? You have to realize that you literally have, like, that, that old phrase saying, there's the tools inside you, mm. one's good and one's evil. Which is going to win? The one you feed more. And we have to consciously and with effort strive each day to focus on feeding that good wolf, mm. to treat other people the way we want to be treated, to be the moral character, to be the hero, to be the right person that's going to lift the world up, lift those around us up. Because people are watching us. Mm. People watch you and how you interact. One of my uh, coworkers had retired, and he talked about an individual I used to work with who I was very patient with um, uh, when I was a, uh, a worker. And... I, I was like, okay, like, I remember the time working with this individual, it was like, okay, because he'd come in all the time, he always had a lot of questions, and it was like, okay, but this guy who's been work, working for a really long time, is like, I remembered how professional you were with him, and that stuck with me, and I was like, mm. oh, like, well, cool, like, I'm good, I mean, I guess, I mean, I was doing my job, and someone's got to do it and i didn't always feel like oh yeah like i feel great i'm happy you're in here for the hundredth time you know and but it was i'm gonna treat him with respect because that's what we're supposed to do if i came in and i had this many questions and i was constantly in need and constantly was unsure about what's going on i would want somebody with the patience and the ability to assist me hmm. and him seeing that was an impact because when we see people do good i think it encourages us to justify why we ourselves need to do good in this world and why it's worth it hmm. and i realized i just talked for a really long time so but i had a lot of <laughs> yeah, things sick yeah. and i'm very passionate about it hmm. too and so that being said then how can we shift the focus on the value of this i guess moral compass for driving our our, our personal lives maybe setting the example of people around us what are some ways that we can focus on that positivity um, so I, I think first of all thank you for everything Shay. i think that that was very very insightful and especially the 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 actual like personal stories too i think to illustrate a lot of that uh but i think one, one of the easier easy ways to to make this first of all something that is more not necessarily more achievable but more uh more attainable because uh, it, it's very easy when you hear this thing of you know like the golden rule like it feels mm -hmm. so epic and so wild and everything but i think it's it's uh, one of the things that helps is how do i bring it down to something that i can do like in my daily life type right. thing you know and because it's very easy to think you know my enemy or like the homeless person all those things which are good but like how do you treat others with yourself just when you hang out with your family <laughs> just when you hang out with your wife when you just chilling with friends while you're in the bus you know those things that we do every when you work and so i think uh, one of the the first components that 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 i go to is people's stories because mm. uh usually uh, there's a quote that i that i read or heard that said that the the, sh the shortest distance between two people is a story and uh, that's one, one of the reasons why i'm so passionate about storytelling too because i really believe that stories have the power to do what not too many things can which is br like create bridges like especially where there's walls or gaps i think stories really have to uh, help bring people together uh, and so one of the things is listening to people's stories mm -hmm. and, and 
I there's very few instances that I can think of, if any at all, in which I listen to someone's stories, genuinely pay attention, and despise them after that. <laughs> I was just like mad at them or anything. And and in some cases, these were like people who had been in gangs, people who had done things. But there's just something that happens when you understand someone's perspective and how they were affected by the things that happened to them, the things that they had to deal with, and. It almost put, puts you into this place of, I wonder what I would have done if it was me in that apartment. Like, and like my mom was just like always high like, and all I saw was just like, like boyfriend after boyfriend coming in and bringing drugs and everything. And then I was initiated. I was like, would I have ended up any different if those were all the choices that I have, you know? Right. Uh, but I think... It takes people's stories to, to understand that. Because otherwise, we're just faces. Just faces, shapes, you know, like colors, like just moving around. And there's no connection there. It's just someone else. But I think when a story is exchanged, ah, oh, there's just that, that you, you, you feel that connection, you know. And, and, and I guess the little step that leads to that is having conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is absolutely no way, I mean, to get to someone's stories without a conversation. And... I think we we live in a day and age in which, because you were talking earlier about just like how connected we are and everything. And because of that, I feel like a lot of people are starting to lose the art or, or the skill of actual conversations. Because a lot, a lot of what happened in social, uh, on social media when people are talking about an issue or everything, uh, that people, especially younger generations, like, probably a couple of generations after us, I feel like, uh, <clears throat> they think of conversation as just throwing your opinions into the pot, which those are not conversation. That's just throwing your opinion into the pot mm-hmm. uh, because there isn't, no one is listening. It's how can I say as much until you have nothing to say? How can I throw in as much until I am right and you're wrong? Because and, and why I don't qualify those as conversations is because uh, even in the African culture, we have some uh, some problems about that. After a conversation has happened, people should be closer, not further than where they started. Mm. And if after an exchange, people are further away, more polarized, more angry at one another, it's because it was a debate, not a conversation. Or it's because they were just flat out, just like hauling at each other, trying to, yeah. to hurt each other or something, you know. And so we're losing that art of genuinely like, Hey, like asking a question and listening for the answer and actually processing it and like actually connecting to people, we we're losing it fast. And the new standard is this shallow interaction in which you just grab as many facts as you can, throw it in there, and then I made my point. What what do you got? And and so conversations and stories, I feel like are, are a huge stride in the direction of treating other people as yourself. Because uh, when you, you, you have the, the capacity to, to g- have genuine conversation, to listen to people's stories and share yours with them, you know, in a loving way, I really feel like it, it bridges, it, it really bridges those gaps, you know, and really helps you. And, and not only put yourself in the other person's shoes, but it helps the other person to also put themselves in your shoes because mm-hmm. th- that exchange, it goes both ways, you know, like this, this is not just about me becoming amazing at like treating everybody like myself no it's also about creating a world in which it's easier for the next person to treat me like them or to go and treat someone else like themselves you know and exactly like you said like good spread it really does and so 
uh, th- by practicing those two things, like we can so easily, you know, uh, start fostering that culture and, and blowing it up. And the other thing too, I would say is not, not underestimating the power of a small kind gesture. I think we had an episode about this uh, at some point, uh, but Random acts of kindness. Yeah, random acts of kindness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just never under. I know. It's like when was it? When we're young. (laughs) But it's it's so easy, Um, and I think you talked about that too. Like when you look at the world and just how sad and depressing and torn up and divided and and evil it looks, it's so easy to go. I mean, what is this going to do? You know, Mm -hmm. what is this little drop in this ocean of madness going to do like it's not going to cre- create any wave it's not going to do anything it's going to be meaningless but like there's this old video at some point it was very viral well on whatsapp at least i don't know if it was viral everywhere but it was this video that basically i, I think it starts with this little kid just like who was running on the street and like there was another little kid that was like riding a little bike and then the little girl falls over and then he sees her and he goes real quick and kind of like help helps her up and kind of like helps her you know dust her feet and everything mm-hmm. and then he just keeps walking and as that happened there was a woman who was walking across the street and she was just walking and and saw the act and just like oh that was nice you know and so it, it then the the video tracks her as she's about to get into a bus and uh, I think there's an older lady that was walking too. And so she was about to go in and she pauses, helps the old lady and then goes in. And there's another guy walking by who saw that and was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he follows that guy into an elevator when it was uh, the doors were about to close. Someone was like, hey, hold it. He holds the door. And then it was just like this domino effect of like someone seeing good and then just like, oh, and then accidentally doing good in their own life. And then someone seeing it. And it's crazy because that has happened to me before. I mean, oh. not to that extent, but... It's like you see someone doing something good and you don't even think much of it. Just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But next time you you have the opportunity to do something good, there's almost this thing that kicks in of like, hey, you know, like, I can yeah, I do it too. Yeah. Yeah, like, I yeah, want to be exactly. a part of this. Mm-hmm. And like it, that video, I remember it was super viral. Like people were sharing it all like crazy. And that is so real. Like it really does happen because... It's like all it takes is for you to do that little time, and you never know who is watching. You know, and because sometimes you know we think what is this going to do for this person, but sometimes it's not even about that person. Mm-hmm. Like you just doing that, someone else could be across the street. I don't know, someone else seeing it, and it changes the day of hundreds of people down the line. But you just have to trust that somehow that's gonna like because that's not for you to worry about. Yeah, who is going to see? Who's going to do what? Right. But. You just have to trust that process, that good, when genuine good is done, it has a way to spread. It mm. just has a way to spread. And we, we got to believe it. We have to believe it if we, if we want this world to continue to, to get better. And not just wishful thinking, but it's because it's true. It really is true. Like good really does spread. So those three, I would say, are, are the, 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 at least I can think of uh, three very good ways to make this you know, like the golden rule, really something that's uh, practicable, I think, uh, and applicable in our daily lives. Um, Definitely. Because but, yeah. I like what you said, because, you know, people are watching. You said you don't know who's watching. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another part of that, too, is even when there is no one watching, mm. you still do the right thing for the right reason. Yeah. That's something I've heard my dad always say is, you know, you're doing the right thing for the right reason, mm-hmm. even when nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. And it's that idea because 
in the same way we had a video or that video and i've seen it before too yeah and it's it's a very wholesome video and mm-hmm. i like it too yeah. it's, it makes you feel good yeah in the same way that you see one kindness thing does another not and it has that ripple effect you can see one negative thing does oh, another negative thing negative yes. negative so uh-huh. it's because it's it's we talked a little bit about um a couple episodes ago we talked about you know like you know what are you going to decide to do about it like how what is your reaction to it because like people will say like well there's no there's no like you have no control there's no free will there's all this stuff it's like Mm. well you don't have control over what's going to happen to Mm. you but you have complete control on how you're going to respond to a situation Mm -hmm. so it is your freedom of will Mm. to decide how am I going to respond to what happens to me? Mm. Yes, depending on where you were born and who your parents were or what kind of financial disadvantages or disadvantages or things that are certain, you know, your the template of your being mm-hmm. is going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. And that some people might have or not have a better predisposition towards success or whatever your, you know, your thought of success is, your mm-hmm. idea of success is. But it's a matter of when things go wrong, how are you going to deal with them? When Mm. people are rude or mean or cruel to you, what are you going to do? Mm. When you have the opportunity to help someone and be kind (coughs) to someone with no benefit to yourself, Mm. what are you going to do? When you decide to be loving and forgiving, even when people wouldn't judge you or complain or say that your revenge or vengeance is totally justifiable, what are you going to do? Mm. And that in and of its essence is the decision to take the higher moral ground, which is a challenge because life in itself is is suffering mm. and you have to pick what you're willing to suffer for. Mm. And sometimes you have to pick your willingness to suffer for the goodness for the sake of doing kind things for other people. Mm. And that's how we are still able to function and continue because there are enough people making enough good decisions that is influencing enough people so that the whole world doesn't just turn on itself Mm -hmm. because as we've seen in these examples throughout history through wars through genocides through racism through prejudice through social injustices Mm -hmm. we've seen what it's like when a small group of people is either left unchecked or when it may how negativity can seep out how toxic and in Infectious, mm. the evil capacity humankind has mm. can be but at the same time we've seen the good and we have to realize that we're both mm. we are not one or the other we're not oh well, i would never do that it's like you may not <coughs> see yourself capable of doing that but you're very capable of mm. being very evil very self-destructive mm. and it may not be so um, so horrendously significant as this outburst that would cause rage and anguish, but it could be just the fact that you're not a, an attentive or caring spouse, or you're not a caring or attentive parent, or you're not a caring or attentive sibling, or you have the opportunity to help those around you who could benefit from barely any to no effort on your end, and you choose not to do that because what's in it for you? Hmm. And when you think of what's the best for me, you rob yourself of the opportunity to make your life so much more beautiful because i think when we focus our lives on service to others Mm. that's when we ourselves have the greatest experiences of our life because i don't think anyone's ever got anywhere and been like oh look it's me i did it it's all me it's like someone at some point helped you somewhere along the way so Mm. we might as well take the opportunity to help other people because We've got to. Mm. We've got to help other people. Now now we see all the problems. Mm. And that makes people uncomfortable. That makes people want to look away. Because you also got to be realistic. 
Are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? And what can you actually do? Because you could be very upset about something happening halfway around the world. Okay, well, what can you actually do about that particular issue? Hmm. Maybe literally nothing. You could maybe donate money. Maybe you can go over there and volunteer. You can talk to people of influence where you're at to help help people over there. But what you can do is focus on what are the things around you within your life so you can set that example and, if you will, create this opportunity within your immediate influence to have it be an area where people have the best opportunity for success. People have the best opportunity to grow. People have the best opportunity to help each other. And it, and it kind of stems from that golden rule of treating other people the way you want to be treated. Because if enough kindness is spread and distributed throughout our society, we will see it reverberate through our communities. And if you're being good, well, then the evil part of you die, is dying away. It's starving. So everyone individually has to make their own choices to do the right thing. Huh. And that's why, and it's hard. And I'm not saying I'm amazing at it because there's plenty of times when I have the opportunity to do something like I should do and I haven't. Huh. I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities in my future where I should and I won't. But my goal is to not. Huh. My goal is to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. No one said it was going to be easy. No one's going to give you an award for it. No one's going to recognize you for it. I think people who film these things will look at me doing this nice thing. Like, that's all good and all, but it's. It shouldn't be, we're going to do good things because we want someone to watch. We're going to do things because someone's going to thank you. It's like, you're going to do good things because that's the right thing to do. And it's hard. It is really hard at times for people to just do the right thing. For hmm. people just to treat other people the way they actually want to be treated. Because I want to be treated with respect, which means I need to be respectful and kind to everyone. Especially the people that cut me off. The people that yell at me. The people that for whatever reason decide to just... I'm just that I am the the scapegoat for their anger or their wrath for whatever reason, whether mm. I'm in line somewhere or whatever it is. It's to say they're not in that mindset of doing the right thing for the right reason. That does not excuse my decision to stoop down to their level. Mm. Every challenge is an opportunity to be the better person. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I think even. Um, there's something that you said about about like treating it as a goal too. I think it's a very very healthy way to look at it too, because I I don't think because when I, I think of the golden rule, I see it as the ideal of what human society like if we were to operate at the best highest level, what we could do. that's that would be the standard. Like yeah. everyone will be living perfectly by it. But I think it's a goal because obviously we all fall in broken, full of mistakes plenty of uh, of mm -hmm. space to do wrong you know intentionally or accidentally but i think treating it as, as a goal is a, is the right thing to, to do because i i even think one of the reasons why it probably it became even that golden rule or we, we started calling it that it's because it is something that that should be prioritized otherwise it will be something that we will never get better at and 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 that's the thing why you, you know you keep saying like it's not easy it's not only it's not easy but it's not convenient either yeah it's true and, and and i think until we realize that it's it it's something that we should treat as a goal to pursue versus 
I have somehow to be this thing or that's it. I can't like you're just going to grab yourself crazy because I think it's something where every single day we have an opportunity to get better at and to improve in and to pursue a little more. Uh, but it, it has to be something that slowly becomes higher and higher of a priority. And that's a muscle that you train. It's just like when someone starts uh, deciding that they're going to lose weight mm-hmm. and like get in shape, for example. They don't start all of a sudden go to the gym seven days a week, eat perfectly healthy all the time, like overnight. It's a, it's a slow process. But if they continue to make small steps, not giant strides, but small, tiny baby steps, eventually they'll get that, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, I think it's the, the exact same thing. If every single day we, we, we prioritize uh, treating others as, as ourselves a, a little over, I don't know, like all the other small things that can be a part of our world, one day it truly will become that, uh, that, 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 pri- that, that primary thing that really drives our mindset. Because, I mean, we, we have to consider it. And, and I've even thought about this. Like, it, it's impossible to, like, pursue this way of living unless this literally becomes one of the most important things in your life because otherwise like it's it's too much effort (laughs) like you know what i mean like it's just too much effort unless it's that important to Mm -hmm. you and i think that's something that a lot of time maybe we, we we don't either think about or don't realize is that this call to i mean just like any other thing that's worth doing this call to 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 live to the golden rule is a is a call to 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 live a life that is not easy, that is not always fun, especially when you try to love on people who, for some reason, don't appear don't, to be unlovable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that appear yeah. to be unlovable. Like, it's not always yeah. fun. It doesn't always feel right. Yeah. But it's like I, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, not not to to to, to blow out of proportion, but I don't I don't know if there's anything. High, like better like a better goal to leave for than to strive to make everyone you encounter just a little better after meeting them like just to make of every interaction every chance that you get to interact with someone to treat them talk to them love on them in such a way that they they have to leave that moment feeling like man like i was just valued like i was i was i was loved i was respected like he someone looked at me listened to me spoke to me like i matter you know and they have no choice but to try to replicate that in their lives like that like just think about if that was like one of your motivations you know you wake up in the morning you're like i'm gonna do this today i'm gonna do this today and i'm gonna treat someone like the way i want to be treated like gosh like you know like how, how crazy would that be uh but i really do believe that it's it's achievable because all throughout history, we have example of people that have done that. We have people in our families, you know, like people that are older that have lived by that, that have reinforced that notion into our, into our lives. And so I, I truly believe that it's something we can keep better at it. But we also need to understanding that it's that hard and that it's that important. We need to give ourselves a little bit of grace as well mm-hmm. when we when we fail or when we snap at someone, you know, <laughs> or like whatever. But like we, we have to take it. Take it slowly because it's a lifelong journey. Yes. It's not you come back home, hey, I treat everybody like myself. Check, I'm done. It's like, <laughs> no. It's, like, right? it, yeah. it's a yeah, lifelong journey. Yeah. And, and eventually, hopefully, we uh, as we take it over, uh, as it takes over our life, it bleeds into our children, and then we can 
hand it to the next generation as we check out, you know? Mm. And I think that's the way we should view this, you know, as something really that is, we have the baton in our hands right now. I don't know, as a generation, as a people, as an individual, however you want to look at it. And the goal is to, almost like in a race, you run, we don't drop the baton, like you run with it as long as you run. And then once you're done, you have to pass it on. So, and the only mm. way for us to, pass on that that love and care for other people to the next uh, next generation is for us to actually live it out through our lives and then pass it on and like we keep saying like i truly believe that the world can be such a more beautiful place you know Mm -hmm. as this becomes a new norm so i mean I hope you guys felt the passion because yeah. I think we uh, I, I, we need to stop because I could talk about this for days because yeah, no, it's, it's just good. so close to heart. And it's like that thing. It's like a muscle. <laughs> yeah. As they say, uh-huh. anything worth doing is worth doing badly Let's until go. you get it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So treat other people the way you want to be treated. And until next time, stay joyfully golden.